Enjoy the inspiration and the introspection on the River Rain Show. Hi there, I'm Catherine Allen. I'm your host, and I'm a clairvoyant medium, astrologer, and I'm the author of a book called A Little Bit of Intuition. On the River Rain Show, I like to help empower people. I like to help you go deeper. I like to help you think of things in a new way that might shift your paradigm. A lot of people feel that they're on a crossroads uh, when they come to spiritual things. And I like to help you by taking you a little bit into your truer feelings, trusting your gut about your situation, helping you with how to make healthy decisions when you're at these crossroads, all with the perspective or the lens of metaphysical and spiritual information that comes with it. So I play a wide variety of music from all different eras. I might play some um, TV show themes. I might read some poetry or some quotes, all meant to consolidate the theme and to empower you to trust yourself. When you trust yourself, your life will flow. The more you learn to trust yourself more intimately, the more your life will flow and the more the magic will happen. And that's what I genuinely want for everybody. So welcome to the River Rain Show. You're gonna miss my love. You're gonna miss my 
find another love like mine someone who needs you like I do you'll never see what you found in me you'll keep searching and searching your whole Welcome to the River Rain Show. That was a nice bouncy tune to start off the night, wasn't it? Tonight is all about raising our vibration. What the heck does that mean, right? If you're not part of the New Age world, it'll sound strange maybe. So I'm going to tell you what it means and we're going to delve into what it means and how you can do it. And it's all about feeling better tonight. And I think we need it. Uh, because, you know, we've been having some cr- pretty crappy news. We, in here in Quebec, where I'm broadcasting from, we have a order to go back into the red zone by this Thursday, meaning bars and restaurants closed, takeout only. You know, we're back to the lineups, um, six feet apart lineups at the grocery store and such, you know, to protect the public. And still a big dangling question mark about what's going to happen to kids in school. So I figured people could really use a boost right now. We also have the full moon coming up this week, which can tend to make times and emotions run high, and it, it actually corresponds exactly with with the, the red zone. Um, the full moon is going to happen October 1st, the same as these restrictions. And so... You know, I go into the astrology on my on my newsletters and on YouTube, if anyone's interested. I always do a full moon and new moon report. I give the astrology and I pull the tarot and I give a reading for everybody for this two-week period around the full moon or the new moon. So what I'm sensing is that there's a lot of pent-up feeling in the air. There's a lot of frustration in the air. And I wanted to really help everybody this evening by giving you music that will relax and will uplift you. I have uplifting, I have soothing, and then I have really high vibration stuff that you can listen to. And we'll talk about other ways that you can raise your vibration. And basically what it means in a nutshell is 
to feel like you're um, lighter, to feel like you're lighter. Things that vibrate at a high rate are, think about higher notes, higher notes on a piano or on an instrument. You know, the higher you go, um, the lighter it gets. You know, and then you get that really great feeling of bass, like like that last tune. And it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just a lower vibration. And to counteract some of the fear in the air, the frustration, the sadness in the air, the worry in the air. Those are low vibration things. Those bring us, those deplete our energy, even though they can't be helped at different times in our lives. But we're coming into a time now, if we're going to be realistic, we're coming into the fall, we're coming into new restrictions, and we're not sure whether we're going to be going through waves of this all winter or not. You know, we're coming up, if you're in the U.S. or you're waiting for the results, as I'm sure most of the world is waiting for the results of the the election in the U.S., that's another thing that's going to be all ramping up and building in October. So I really wanted to bring you this show so that you've got a toolkit for the times that you're feeling just absolutely marinating in too much bad news, too much anxiety, fear. A lot of the the music and the, the tones that I'll be playing this evening actually physiologically calm you down and and correspond even to certain um, psychological and emotional states of mind and so if any of these high vibration songs um, not really songs they're tones if any of those at the end really do it for you this evening then you can go on YouTube and you can find one hour ten minutes or you can even find eight or nine hours of sleep music that have that tone in them in the background and it can really help if you're doing your work at home it can help just have it in the background if the whole if the kids are going bonkers for whatever reason you know if you're feeling depressed um, you know we're gonna talk about all kinds of stuff that can help raise your vibration without you know without being an ostrich having your head in the sand about what's going on in life but how we can counteract some of this and stay healthy so um, welcome again to Flow Spirit Radio on Live365.com. I'm Catherine Allen. I'm a clairvoyant medium and astrologer and author of a book called Little Bit of Intuition. So this is, this is my, this kind of thing is my thing. <laughs> I like to help people figure out how to trust the more subtle energy and sensation and information that they get. So you may also find as you're listening to some of the music and the tones that it helps increase your meditation, concentration, sleep, or intuition. So I wanted to just also thank our whole team once again. Since we're a new station, I want to plug everybody. Um, If you are looking for classic rock that is uncut, you know, you're not going to hear the edited commercial radio versions of of the songs you love you want to check out Sheldon Freed's Inside the Vault which is playing Wednesday tomorrow night uh no tomorrow's Tuesday silly 
Wednesday night, 8 p.m. You want to check out Inside the Vault every Wednesday. And if you want to hear the the shows more than once, we have them playing a few different times and different times of different days and different times of day. You can hear Sheldon uh, live for the first time Wednesday at 8 p.m., but you can also hear the replays of his shows about six or seven times during the week. So you want to tune in to Facebook, Flow Spirit Radio, give us a like, and you can check all the, the bios of the hosts, and you can check the schedule of all of their the replays of their shows, including mine. Mine will replay several times in the week as well. And I also leave up shows from previous weeks once or twice, um, one or two of them at a time, so that there's some variety. We're really big on variety here at Flow Spirit. Really, really big on variety. Sheldon and I uploaded thousands and thousands of songs that we had in our music libraries from all different decades and all different genres. So if you're looking for somewhere to just leave the radio station on uh, all day and it's going to change all the time what you hear as well as the podcasts, um, that's what we're aiming for is that you've put it on and we flow you through your whole day or chunks of your day with stuff that makes you think and stuff that gets you moving. I also have added this um, this week if you want to tune in at lunchtime, so 12 o'clock, 12.10, I have a guided meditation every day of the week, Monday to Friday, that you can hear and I also have uh, little readings from my book, A Little Bit of Intuition, on the radio station. So you want to tune in at live365.com around noon. You might hear a couple of ads. We have to do that. And then you'll hear a reading from my book, and then you'll get a guided meditation, which is also, you know, just other really helpful tools that I've used to help people visualize and make decisions. Yeah, Tuesdays, tomorrow, we have Compass with Antoinette Lavecchia, and she is bringing in amazing guests who are artistic, who are, you know, writers, authors, actors, musicians, and people that she feels are doing good in the world. And she is a good interviewer. So you're going to want to check out her podcast, 8 p.m. Tuesday nights, and again on replays. And last but not least, we have Radio Midnight on Fridays at 11 p.m. If you're into ghost stories, mysteries, paranormal creepy shit, stuff like that. Stephanie Azran and Emily Dufour get into really interesting topics. The first one was all about black-eyed children that just randomly show up at weird times. Last week was all about the Franklin Expedition and ice zombies. Yeah, and I know they're going to go into stuff about reincarnation, aliens, past lives, So, very cool show. You're going to want to check them out. So, Fridays, 11 p.m. is their live air date. And again, you can hear replays during the week. I just want to plug myself one more time in case you're looking for guidance during these weird times. I'm available online. I'm working on Zoom. I always did work on Zoom increasingly, but now it's full-time Zoom. Um, Pretty much since April, with a few exceptions in the summer. And it's going actually remarkably well, and I really like I really like working online actually. So if you're looking for a reading, or I can do distance healing, I can do 
life coaching. I can help you with your astrology. I can help you make decisions during these these crazy times. Um, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can reach me at river-rain.com. It's my website or Facebook again, uh, Flow Spirit Radio, or Catherine Allen Clairvoyant Medium Catherine Allen on Facebook as well. I also have some online classes running. You might be interested in if you're finding that you know the weather. Well, the weather's actually really hot this weekend. It's exceptionally hot. It's a it's an Indian summer. Um, but if you're finding that you know you're in the mood to learn something, then my online courses might be something really great. I have tarot classes running. It's a it's an extended course. It's a thorough course. Uh, so you're looking at. I'm still in the process of making it. I would say it's by the time we're said and done, it's probably going to be about a 10, 11 month course. And I have astrology courses as well, several months, and this is just part one. And um, I have a, a shorter intuition course that goes with my book that's about 11 days. And um, I'm also, I have programs to for intuition coaching that I will be um, elaborating on more soon. So I think that's about it for announcements. I wanted to play a song of the week, and I'm I'm picking songs that I just find really happy, and that's my criteria for this evening, is just happy, soothing, uplifting, raising your vibration. Here is Tragically Hip.
So that was the Tragically Hip with A Head by a Century. And uh, I picked only high, high vibration songs tonight. We're all pretty clear on what low vibrations can be, I think. If I specify, you're going to go, oh yeah, of course. So low vibrations are literally scientific as well. There's a few things, if you're interested to check them out, that illustrate how vibration is measured with emotion, with certain kinds of music, certain states of mind. There's an amazing um, body of work by Dr. Masuro, Masuru Emoto, Dr. Emoto. He measured water crystals um, and he was trying to see exactly how the water was affected when playing certain types of sounds for people. So what happened was when certain kinds of music were played that were really loud or yelling, you know, or, um, you know, sorry for all the metal fans, but heavy metal did not have a high vibration. Um, When it was, you know, if if the music was discordant, um, then literally the water crystal looked brown and messy and non-uniform. When he exposed the water crystals to classical music like Mozart, the water crystals looked like diamonds. And so if you think about the fact that we are all made of water and any kind of frequency, whether it's music that's calming, birds that are singing, or whether it's jackhammers and wood blower, you know, leaf blowers, people yelling, people too loud. A lot of the time we judge people thinking, oh, they're just intolerant. But there's definitely something about the vibration or the resonance that feels good to our body and doesn't. And sometimes certain people's energy carried through their voices just doesn't feel good to us and others pe- other people really does. Um, We have a certain threshold of tolerance for noise. If you're living in a city or anywhere, construction is everywhere. But at a certain point, it it really does erode people's health. If you think about all of the windmills used for for, uh, wind power, and um, even though that's an amazing environmental discovery, we have to be careful how close people are to the windmills because they also produce... A frequency and a sound and it makes people sick um, when you think about the internet you know we depending on when you're born you might have been born at a time when there wasn't an internet and now there is that's just changed the frequency of the world and of our of our bodies as well and so if you expose yourself constantly to things that are a low vibration like Um, anger, hostility, fear, shame, noise, and angry types of violent movies, violent video games, angry music, um, people that are, you know, overtly or covertly toxic, you're going to shift the way your constitution responds to it and if you expose yourself too long then you'll start to feel weakened like literally it can weaken your immune system 
I, I pulled this up online just to make sure that I had my facts straight, but there is an ideal frequency for the human body. It's measurable. Tonight when we go into some of the high vibration sounds that can really help you rebalance, we're talking about uh, on the Hertz scale. So human body, according to Tanino, resonates between 62 and 72 hertz when it's healthy. As the frequency drops due to environmental and physiological factors, our immune system is compromised and disease is more apt to develop. So it's, it's literally biological. It's not just woo-woo. It's biological. We need to keep our frequency at a certain level so that our immune system is healthy and stays high and so that you can ward off disease, illness, but also you have more of a feeling of a protective buffer or boundary for toxic behaviors or toxic people or toxic emotions, whether they're yours or or someone else's. So we're going to... um, we're going to take a look now at um, a chart that I found that lists the emotion scale, if you will, from low to high, so that you can get an idea of what kind of vibe is the, is the lowest frequency that we have, you know, and what is the highest frequency we have. So just check yourself, you know, as I go through the list and see, you know, how, which one, which one of these emotions or states of mind do you find yourself in the most? So a very low vibration, the lowest of all is shame. Shame is this deep, deep belief that there's something wrong with you, that you're in, that you're innately a bad person. You're flawed, you're you're screwed, you're fucked up. That's it. Shame is an extremely low vibration. Next up to that would be guilt. If you feel guilty all the time, it's very low. Very low vibration. If you're always feeling guilty, then you're you paralyze yourself in life. And you're susceptible to lots of people that could try to uh, dump on you or manipulate you. There's healthy um, guilt or remorse if you've done something or said something temporarily. That's normal. We all have it to to have a sense of morality, you know, but walking around in a state of guilt, feeling guilty all the time is a very low vibe. Apathy is next. Apathy is, you know, why bother? Who cares? No energy screw it. We all see an awful lot of apathy in the world. Grief, believe it or not, when we think of grief as being really low, because we don't like to deal with people feeling sad, but grief is actually a higher vibration than these other ones. But grief is still a low vibration. And so grief takes a lot out of us. And the media is keeping us at a state of grief and fear. Fear is the next one up. 
fear is the ne- is the lowest after that after grief desire comes next moving up the scale is anger so very interesting because often it takes anger to pull people out of shame and guilt and apathy it takes anger to bring people out of fear some people that's why you see a lot of people protesting um when some people get instead of being scared instead of um feeling inherently bad instead of running for the hills or doing nothing they get angry so even though anger is still a lower vibration it's still higher than the rest of them and as i mentioned the media you know the news we get every day is keeping us at this level of grief fear desire anger all the time you know desire is like anything that stimulates our our sexual nature in order to sell products you know we see an awful lot of that the next one up the scale is pride the next after that is courage so courage is already like 10 times higher than shame after courage comes neutrality neutrality is a higher vibration than all of them after that we get a spike and it goes up to willingness so it's not coming out of i'm going to get them back or i'm going to show them it's willingness like yeah i'm willing yeah let's do that acceptance is the next highest when you can accept people accept yourself accept things as they are reason is very high comes next when you're able to detach from um not that it's not to feel your emotions but to have a certain mastery over your emotions you have to have that enough to, in order to have reason the next one up is love even higher than love is joy even higher than joy is peace and the highest vibration of all is enlightenment or ultimate consciousness consciousness so where do you find you might bounce around from you know a, a high one to a low one in your life you might have situations that bring out the really low ones you might have others that bring out the high you might live most of your life in one or two but as you raise your vibration it should all get a little bit easier after that so we're going to play you an, another song that is uplifting and we'll come back and talk more about raising your vibration
anything that makes you want to cha-cha <laughs> is, a, is a high vibration in my opinion. So, yeah, when you want to dance, when something uplifts you enough that you want to dance, it's a high vibration. So that's one of your coping strategies that you can use during this time of COVID and any time that you're stressed is um, find the music that always makes you want to dance and put it on. Even if you have to put it on your headphones silently, if you don't want to bother your neighbors, you can't sleep in the middle of the night, nothing stopping you from putting on your headphones and uh, dancing around your kitchen or something, somewhere where you won't disturb anybody, I don't care. Um, If you can, really let loose in your house. It doesn't matter how small, you don't need a ballroom floor to bounce around and, and dance. You can do it, you know, in a small square of three or four feet square. But move your body, jump around, shake it out, spin, twist, shake your hips, you know, move to the music and you're automatically going to feel like you've released some of something of you know from the news or whatever it is that's that's been difficult if you maybe you're a frontline worker or a you know essential worker and you've just been dealing with too much stress then you know why not shake it off literally so we're going to look next at another chart that talks about you know low vibration and high vibration behaviors and and uh, indicators So this is talking about foods. So we wouldn't normally think about foods as high and low vibration, would we? But food really impacts us. It's, it's, it's amazing, really. Like the older I get, the more amazed I am that certain foods have the ability to send the body into inflammation and distress and other foods can nourish Ooh, excuse me, can, can nourish and um, calm you. Some foods nourish and calm you. So it won't be probably a surprise what the high and low vibration foods are, but again, these are things we have some control over. And if you can calm your body and keep your vibration high with the food, that's going to help you deal with stress too. So high vibration foods are fruits, vegetables, fermented foods, nuts and seeds, herbs and spices, herbal tea, olive, coconut, flax, or sesame oil, legumes, raw chocolate, Himalayan salt, dark leafy greens, apple cider vinegar, clean water, and grains like buckwheat, brown rice, quinoa, spelt, stuff like that. How many of those are you eating pretty regularly? So if you changed your diet, if you find that you're worried about about your stress level or you're worried about the months ahead as we go into more quarantines off and on, um, start eating well. Raise your vibration of your body that way. Now let's look at the low vibration foods. They won't be a surprise. Sugar, I'm guilty. Sweeteners, white rice and white flour. Genetically modified stuff. This is saying meats, fish and poultry, but I 
I think this is probably coming from a hardcore vegan kind of website. I, it's called reclaimingzen.com. Uh, you know, that's a whole debatable thing. I, yeah, I'll leave it at that. If you still need your meat, your fish, your poultry, however you feel comfortable, you can make sure that it's more organic or free range, you know, or ethically um, processed. Uh, processed foods obviously are, are low vibration. Anything with, you know, powdered flavorings on them, um, artificial colors, stuff like that. Frozen foods, um, canola, margarine, and vegetable oils, not as great, not as high vibe. Deep fried stuff, microwaved stuff, sodas, alcohol, coffee, chlorine or fluoride treated water, and um, dairy products. So it's really hard to, to eat perfectly, you know. Most of those low vibe foods are what society runs on, you know, when it comes to if you want to treat, if you want a comfort food, chances are it's going to have one of those things in there. But it's, you, you have to make peace with yourself, with your own, with your diet. But I'm mentioning these as a way of, if you want to feel like you're detoxing and raising, raising your vibration and detoxing your, your body and your, and you will detox emotion as you detox the food, then these could be suggestions. Let's play another one of our uplifting songs now.
set me free And I just can't get enough And I just can't get enough That's an oldie but a goodie. Depeche Mode, I Just Can't Get Enough. That's one of the bounciest songs I know. Um, again, if you can get up and dance and move and bounce to something like that, you're going to get your heart rate going. You're going to feel bouncy and joyful and happy. And uh, no matter where we are, whether we're in lockdown or not, we can dance. We can jump. We can jump around to whatever music makes us feel good. We can shake it out. We can. So this is a this is definitely a raising your vibration strategy. So if you're listening to a lot of news all day or if you hear something that's that's upsetting or scaring you, then just get up and shake it off, dance it out, dance it all out. It's going to really help you. All right, I've got another list and I will just expand a little bit on what I first said about uh toxic versus you know, low versus high vibration stuff. This one repeats some of the, the foods, but it adds a few things to it. So low vibration stuff, what we will add to that list that we mentioned before would be toxic relationships, toxic thoughts, toxins from your environment. So Sometimes you can't help that, but where you live, there might be mold, you know, there might be a, a plant or something that gives off a certain smell in the neighborhood, you know, uh, asphalt when they're paving, different things like that, only if it's chronic. Toxic cleaning products. So yeah, if you're inhaling too many, like, bleach-oriented things, um, if you're Inhaling even, people would say, personal care products too, like too many perfumed things can, um, because they're not natural, so they can be difficult for the body to, to get rid of and therefore build up toxin. Some of the other foods it adds to the list, or the other things it adds, sorry, is uh, medication. So if you're taking lots of medications, then you need to do things to raise your vibration because it's very taxing on the liver to process all that medication. Uh, radiation exposure, yelling and arguing, 
holding on to the past, being stuck in certain emotions like anger, resentment, or guilt. Those are all very low and toxic and will weaken your system. Now, some of the things that raise it, obviously we mentioned fruits and veggies, but this specifically mentions leafy greens, beetroot, raisins, figs, watermelon, dandelion, almonds, raw food, getting outside, grounding or earthing, so feet on the ground, no shoes, laughing, smiling, being passionate about something, sunshine, walking anywhere, just walking, but especially if you could walk near water or on a beach, exposure to greenery and nature, breathing deeply, doing yoga, classical music, relaxation music, lavender oil, and the emotions of acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, kindness, love, and joy. Yeah, I mean, we're all on a journey trying to get there, right? The love and joy, gratitude, kindness, forgiveness. A lot of the time we have to pass through the toxic in order to purge that or resolve it or make decisions to leave it behind before we can raise our vibration. But I know I can tell you for sure, my friends, that if you are in an unhealthy relationship at this time, it's going to be very difficult to raise your vibration and stay in a toxic relationship. They're not, they're not compatible. So <clears throat> sometimes, you know, we all expect too much of ourselves or we stick around somebody that um, we know deep down doesn't feel right, doesn't feel so good, but we feel bad for them out of, you know, pity, which is a low vibration too, like poor them, very low vibration. Um, or we stick around them because we think we can save them. So maybe you feel a sense of duty or responsibility um, to save people. Maybe you feel guilty if you feel happy when somebody else is near you is feeling sad. Guilt is a really low vibe. There's so many reasons that you could stick around somebody and keep maintaining dynamics with people that are not healthy. But certainly one of them is the savior complex. So on that note, I'm going to play you one more uplifting tune um, that sort of corresponds to that. So this is an oldie but a goodie as well. This is REM.
Hello and welcome to Flow Spirit Radio on Live365.com. Tune into your flow with our music, podcasts, ghost stories, and spiritually friendly topics. We'll help you let go and flow with your life. Stay tuned. And we're back. I love that song, I Am Superman. I, oh God, I used to love that song back in university days for me. Uh, so we're going to shift now into another way to raise your vibration because as we mentioned in that list, um, you know, joy is definitely high vibration and I'm, I'm hoping that these uplifting songs, if you find them, can bring you to the joy state because that is that's even higher than love. So, but what also can bring us into a higher state and higher vibration are the loving song, are the love songs, things that bring love, things that bring peace. And that means music and sounds and environments that are calming and soothing. And, you know, you're going to find a million or billion suggestions online of how to do that. But, um, I would say the, the sort of um, thing that can create peace and harmony around your home if you're going to have to be home. First of all, it's got to have good airflow. It has to not be stuffy, stagnant, too damp, smelly in any way. You have to feel like there's clean air in your house or your apartment. So if you can, again, think about what makes a nice uh, air quality versus a toxic air quality. For example, sorry my smoker friends, but smoking would be a really toxic low vibe to have cigarettes and pipes and vapes and stuff in the house. To each his own, but it's, it's a lower vibration thing. Um, smells, too many smells, too many cleaners, perfumes. Um, as I mentioned, if there's other weird scents in the neighborhood, I used to live in the east end of Montreal, and oh my lord, it was horrid. Sometimes you would smell the brewery, uh, Molson X, and you'd smell like this yeasty, disgusting smell wafting through the whole neighborhood. So that's pretty toxic. Second thing I would say, once you've got fresh air, is you want it to feel warm or a good temperature. So ask yourself, you know, can you, do you need to turn the heat up or down? Do you need humidifier or is it too dry? Uh, does it need drying out? <laughs> you can you can try to attempt to balance some of those things so that you feel comfortable and warm and you know the body is at the right temperature. Um, you can add blankets, slippers, sweaters, or not. You can open windows as needed. But balancing the temperature so you feel comfortable temperature-wise. The next thing, because I'm going through basics, but if you're really wondering how do I make my, my environment the most peaceful, you got to go through the basics. Um, visually, you have to like what you see when you look at your place. You're going to be there a lot. So not saying we all have to suddenly have uh, stunning decor and something expensive, but, for example, if everything's bland, 
not enough color. Some people, uh, if everything's white in the place, they feel great. They want everything white or gray. Other people, it's stagnant. They need colors. Um, So it all depends. If you've got like a nice clean looking white, makes you feel organized, great. If it's just painted walls, drywall, not really done that well and everything's white everywhere, white actually this is getting into feng shui and stuff but white is the, the color associated with the lung meridian which is the fall and too much white would mean that you have too much metal element and you're too much in your head and too much in your head means anxiety so if you're finding you're too anxious and you your place is all white I'd say add some colors Add something grounding, add something with texture, add some earthy, rich, warm colors, add something with texture, like something like a rug, something fluffy. Don't have everything be clean and white. Other people, that's not your issue. Other people need clean and white and melamine and hardwood floors and nothing in order to balance their fire. So it all depends on the individual, but just to think about Do I like what I'm looking at when I sit on my couch? Do I like what I see? Do I have pictures on the walls that stimulate me? Do I have books that bring me good memories? Do I have pictures of people I love as anything in my environment, you know, that I look at every day pissing me off? Well, make an attempt to change it. If you can, plants would be great. That'll help make things feel more peaceful. If you can add um, any kind of candles, if you can add a salt lamp, salt lamps are very calming. You can find very cheaply now at stores or online, the little twinkly lights, the little fairy lights, they call them. And sometimes that just gives you an uplift. It makes you feel like it's a holiday or or like a, a vacation kind of feeling. Just gives it a spark. And it doesn't take a lot of money to find a couple of things, a couple of colors. If you don't want to repaint, you can just go, um, you could even find like a, a curtain or a sheet that has a color you like and just hang it somewhere on a wall. Um, or put a, get a blanket and throw it over your chair or couch. So it's a new color. Trust me, it can change the psychology of the room for you. And it can make places look feel bigger or smaller, warmer or colder, cozier or not. And it's really worth playing with your visual environment since you're going to, you know, we're all going to be inside more. That'll give you a sense of peace. Also, if, if you can create at least one little area in your place that is just for you, even if it's just a tiny little table somewhere that's two feet, you know, one foot by two feet, <laughs> it's yours, you know. Claim, claim a little spot that is just yours and make that your special place like an altar. It could be a literal, literal altar if you want to put anything uh, religious or symbolic on it or you could light a candle on it. You could put a flower you find on a walk. You could put shells. You could put herbs on there. Fruits and vegetables. You could write out veg, uh, you know, prayers and Um, wishes and stuff on it but it's important to have a little sacred space somewhere 
and you can make one. You just declare that that little table, that windowsill, that's mine. That's my sacred spot. No one touches it. It's mine. And that will also give you a sense of peace. Because peace is the high one of the highest vibrations there is. Now, obviously it's it goes without saying that having peace with the people that you're living with that's a that's a life that's a life's work for everybody to live harmoniously and peacefully but you want to have an to, as best you can you want to have an absence of anger resentment frustration guilt tripping manipulating bossing around silent treatment stuff like that because it doesn't matter how pretty your place is if you're living with that it's going to be like a poison so there's that's the point where you might need you might need some outside help and you might need to work on your boundaries with each other and that's going to be the next little part of the show but first i'm going to play you some nice peaceful loving music This was always only just a little game to you All the time I thought you gave your heart I thought that I would do the same for you Tell the truth, I think I should have seen it coming from a mile away When the words you say are, baby, I'm a fool who thinks it's cool to fall in love If I gave a thought to fascination, I would know it wasn't right to care Logic doesn't seem to mind that I am fascinated by a love affair Still my heart would benefit from a little tenderness from time to time But never mind, cause baby I'm a fool who thinks it's cool to fall in love Maybe I should hold on just a moment and be sure it's not for vanity Look me in the eye and tell me love is never based upon insanity Fleeting. 
kiss me now Don't ask me how Baby, I'm a fool who thinks it's cool to fall Baby, I'm a fool who thinks it's cool to fall And I would never tell if you became a fool and fell in Starry, starry night Paint your palette blue and gray Look out on a summer's day With eyes that know the darkness in my soul Shadows on the hills Sketch the trees and the daffodils Catch the breeze and the winter chills in colors on the snowy linen land Now I understand What you tried to say to me How you suffered for your sanity And how you tried to set them free They would not listen, they did not know how Perhaps they'll listen now Starry, starry night Flaming flowers that brightly blaze Swirling clouds in violet haze Reflect in Vincent's eyes of china blue Colors changing hue Morning fields of amber grain Weathered faces lined in pain Are soothed beneath the artist's loving hand Now I understand What you tried to say to me And how you suffered for your sanity And how you tried to set them free they would not listen, they did not know how Perhaps they'll listen now For they could not love you But still your love was true And when no hope was left inside On that starry, starry night You took your life as lovers often do but I could have told you, Vincent This world was never meant for one as beautiful as you Starry, starry night Portraits hung in empty halls Frameless heads on nameless walls with eyes that watch the world and can't forget Like the strangers that you've met 
the ragged men in ragged clothes, the silver thorn, a bloody rose, lie crushed and broken on the virgin snow. And now I think I know what you tried to say to me, and how you suffered for your sanity. And how you tried to set them free They would not listen, they're not listening still Perhaps they never Melody Gardot at first with Baby I'm a Fool and then uh, Vincent by Don McLean. So two very lovely, delicate kind of songs put you in your your smooth side, your put you in your your memories. Um, songs you could lie down to, you know? And you can see already how listening to music like that is going to calm your body, calm your mood, um, make you go into that feminine side of yourself, that receptive side where you maybe you believe in love, you believe in dreams. You, you can reminisce in that spot. You're not defending yourself. You're not trying to shut out terrible noises, smells, nasty people, nothing like that. You're just in this lovely peaceful, flowing, la-la kind of land in yourself. And um, in order to get to that state, you know, we talked about in the last segment how to make your home um, a high vibration. Obviously, playing music like this in your home helps the vibration too. But now we're going to get into maybe tougher terrain, but really important terrain in terms of being healthy. And that is Uh, the benefits of setting healthy boundaries. So it's really hard for anybody to feel like they have their sense of self and they're uh, respected and they feel confident about their lives. and, and, And that's very high vibration, feeling confident, feeling respected and being willing to act on your own behalf. That's very high vibration. So when you're able to say, hey, I deserve love, I deserve respect, and you can say it in a way that isn't coming from this place of, of shame and guilt and anger, that people will feel that and then they don't tend to respond re- very well because we're not saying it in such a way that people are as willing to accept it. So it takes inner work to get to that level where you can be Uh, more clear that, you know what, I really like this, I don't like that, I need this. Um, This kind of thing is just crossing a line for me. I'm not comfortable and I don't think I ever will be, and so that's my line. You know, and when you get to that point where you know that kind of stuff about yourself and you can say it in a way that isn't, um, you know, reactive and hostile and everything, then, then you're pretty healthy and that's a pretty high vibration to be at. You know, society's going through boundary 
boundary issues right now just by asking people to stay indoors, wear a mask, and not gather and stay six feet apart. People are, you, you see it everywhere. Who has trouble with basic boundaries and who doesn't, you know? And it puts people in a position to have to assert them more often. So let's talk about uh, the benefits of setting healthy boundaries. This is uh, a chart that I found that was made in 2016 by uh, SharonMartinCounseling.com, if you want to check her out. So her list is great. She says, some of the benefits of setting healthy boundaries are that you have more compassion, you have greater assertiveness, you get your needs met, and therefore you have less anger and less resentment. You have a feeling of peace and safety. You have time and energy to do things that nourish you and bring you joy to your body, mind, and spirit. You have a feeling of being respected by yourself and others. Therefore, there's also less conflict in relationships. Communication gets better. You have greater self-esteem. You have less anxiety and stress. And you have increased confidence. Feeling understood and accepted by friends and family. So I'm sure as I read this list, a lot of you are saying, yeah, that's not me. I don't feel that way. I don't have that. So let's talk about steps to setting healthy boundaries. And, and boundaries, I find, is hard work. You know, if you didn't grow up uh, where you learned that as a kid, if your parents didn't grow up learning that stuff and it wasn't passed down for generations... Uh, as it isn't for most people. Most people need to learn this stuff and learn to implement it, and it goes against your natural reaction if you didn't grow up this way, so it's work. But it's so worth it, because over time, certain things about yourself, certain needs, certain lines, like we said in the sand, um, they will get much clearer, and you won't struggle with them so much. And then everything changes you stop getting tested or confronted with the, the same old stuff. Life moves on. You, you keep growing. So here is another list I found, and this is by Psych Central. So 10 steps to setting healthy boundaries. So clearly identify your boundary. So for me right now, because I am always working on this in my life, clear boundary would be um, if you're going to show up late, please message and text me that you're showing up late and let me know about how long you'll be. That's pretty, pretty clear boundary, right? That's one of the ones I'm very clear on. I, I don't mind if people are 15, 20 minutes late. I don't like it chronically, but if it happens once in a while, oh well. And if somebody's going to be later than 15 minutes and they message me and say, I'm so sorry, traffic's really bad, or I got stuck on the bus, or I got the, I jumped on the wrong direction, I'll be there in, and they let me know, then that's fine. For me, you know, other people cannot stand that. Like, you're not there on time, bye-bye. But I'm, I'm more flexible on, on that one, as long as people let me know. Um, another boundary would be, you know, this is a more extreme one maybe, but still, another you know, don't, don't hurt animals in my presence. That's a, that's a, a rigid one for me. You know, if I see anybody who's being cruel to an animal, 
I don't care. I'll go say something or I'll, I'll go across the street and say something to them or I'll intervene because that's a really strong one. Um, so you see what I mean? Like you, we all have to figure out which ones, which things in our lives are, are really, really important, make us really upset or that we really truly need. And those are more fixed. They're more, they're a little more rigid. And then there's a lot of other, a lot of other ones that are more flexible. And there's other ones that probably are operating in the background in your mind and you might not even identify what they are, but they're there. So the first thing is just clearly identify your boundary. Second thing is understand why you need the boundary. Let's go back to the time and being late thing because it's such a common one. So for me, understand why, why do I need the boundary of letting me know that they're going to be late if they're going to be late? Um, because for me, if they have the presence of mind to say, oh, Catherine's waiting for me, uh, and that's, that's not very nice to her, so I'm going to make sure that she's not waiting for nothing and she's not worried for nothing. Because, you know, if, if I don't hear from somebody who's normally reliable in a certain time frame, then I'm going to start to worry and then I might take other action, right? Maybe there's something happening. Maybe I'll check with their neighbors. Maybe I'll drive over there. So then it puts me in that emergency thing. If if they didn't let me know that they'll be late, I might really genuinely worry. So if they let me know, that that helps me avoid a whole other set of actions and stress. And it also shows that they're aware and respect my time as well as their time. And that's very important to me. So number three is be straightforward. So, you know, a lot of people do this. They, they drop hints and they expect people to understand that that's a boundary. Um, that's mind reading or that's being passive aggressive. Most people don't pick up hints when it comes to that. Like if, if somebody showed up half an hour late and didn't text me and didn't say anything and they show up oblivious, like what, you know, like they see the agitation on my face and they're like, what? And I say, well, you know, it's, it's sort of, sort of hot out today, implying like I've been waiting in the heat, like, where were you? That doesn't let them know anything about a boundary. And a lot of people do stuff like that. So you have to be straightforward and say, um, I, you, I didn't know where you were. So could you just let me know next time if you're going to be late? Can you just call me and let me know I'm 20 minutes late? How can anybody say, you know, what are they going to say to that? They're going to say, uh, oh, sorry, sure. And if they don't, that's a very basic boundary about time and respect. So if you get somebody uh, giving you problems when you say, please let me know if you're going to be late, you're probably dealing with a very manipulative person, a toxic person, controlling person. A healthy person will say, oh, crap, sorry about that. Didn't mean to. I'll make sure I won't do it again. Number four is don't apologize or give long explanations. I had to work so hard on that. <laughs> My longtime ex-boyfriend used to stand by the phone with me when I had to say things to whatever, bosses, landlords, whoever it was, when I had to assert myself. He'd stand at me by the phone, and as I started to over-explain, he'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> he'd just say, like, something came up. That's it. 
that's it. It's all you have to say. <laughs> I was an over-explainer, an over-apologizer. Um, a lot of a lot of women will be, a lot of empathic people, women or men will be. Uh, anyone with trauma will tend to be expletive and uh, apologize too. So, you know. But yeah, you don't need to apologize. Well, I'm really sorry, but like, do you mind... Like, next time, you know, because, like, you were half an hour late and I didn't know, so, like, I'm sorry to ask this, but no. No, that's not assertive. That's low vibe. That's not co- that's not confident. That's guilty. That's pleading. That's begging. That's, that's low vibration. High vibration assertiveness is, well, you know, next time I'd like a call if you're going to be more than 15 minutes late, please. Done. Using a calm and polite tone goes without saying. The more you deliver your boundary with any anger, any resentment, any passive aggressiveness, people hear that and they don't respond to your boundary. They just go, oh, right, next. Mm-hmm. And they just keep doing what they're doing. Or they, some people will retaliate if you don't say it in a calm tone. Or they don't even hear you. Like they're, they're scared. Be, oh, shit, she's angry. You know, because that's all they feel. They don't listen to what's being said they just feel the emotion behind it so it's really important to use a calm tone this is an interesting one it says start with a tighter boundary and then loosen it up if appropriate so the first thing then would be with brand new people let's say or people you just started hanging out with and the late thing comes up this would suggest be strict first so say you know i i i'm really i'm i'm a person i don't like it when people are late Um, You don't have to be right on the minute, but if you're going to be more than 15 minutes late, I expect a phone call. That would be a tighter, stricter, right? And then as time goes by, if you see that it's somebody who who just is a late, chronic late person by five minutes, you can choose to accept that. If you like them enough, you can just tell them that you're going to meet 20 minutes earlier than you expected, so you give them leeway. You know, but um, you can loosen it up afterwards. The first thing is it's important to start and let people know it's important to you. It's also number seven is addressing boundary violations early. Most people that I know, self-included, we wait way too long before we say something. And then by the time you say something, you're so upset that you can't barely say anything clear or calm so and it's not very fair to you to chronically be uncomfortable without saying something and if you're feeling guilty asserting your boundaries early then there's another deeper issue going on with you you know because that guilty feeling of like oh I feel guilty setting a boundary that I know is healthy eh you know that that's not right either so Do it earlier than later with people. Number eight, don't make it personal. That's a hard one. Unless you're going, unless you're really detached and calm, it can easily sound personal like you're judging the other person when you say it. So we all got to be careful of that one. Using a support system, rehearse, practice, talk it out, vent your situation, talk it out with a friend, practice what you could say, role play it if you want, if it's really tough. And then when you feel your delivery is 
is going to be good and the words you're using sound good then you're safe to do it but you yes use a support system i always do if it's uh if it's one that i'm in any way nervous to to, uh, to set with somebody and the last one of course my favorite trust your intuition so sometimes you set a boundary not because you have enough proof you know that they've said or done or whatever that you can say see I told you or I asked you and now you're doing it again and now I'm setting a boundary no sometimes you just intuitively know very early like oh hmm she was really late like we only met each we've only known each other like a month and she was 40 minutes late and didn't say anything so you can assert your boundary but your intuition might still be telling you this feels like a red flag you know if time is is important to me and 40 minutes late with no word doesn't dawn on them we might have some really different values going on (laughs) so you can approach it from that angle too the next bit of the show is all going to be about high vibrations and they're all going to be from the solfeggio tones and so i'm going to play you a few of these frequencies and tell you what they are and um, if you end up really liking one of them and i suggest as you listen to this that you are sitting comfortably or lying down just so that you can really feel the effects and the benefits of how calming these are very high vibrations so they have the potential to deeply relax and also deeply stimulate uh, or clear energy
We just heard that nice cat purring. Now, if you can think of a better sound, right? A cat purring on you is just such a comforting sound. It's a high vibration sound, and it's also a great example of boundaries because cats allow and are tolerant of a lot of things until they're not, and then that's it. They walk away. They protect themselves, and you're allowed to do that too. So the first... Um, sound I'm going to play for you is 174 hertz. Um, this vibration is said to help with pain reduction. So literally, um, if you have physical and emotional pain, then you can go to this one, 174 hertz. I want you to just relax, lie down, sit down comfortably, try to put everything down and really listen and see where do you feel this one in your body.
So that was the frequency for uh, earthing and releasing physical pain. That's 174 hertz. Remember, a healthy body is 62 to 72 hertz. So this is almost three times higher. So even though this is what the lowest of the notes we're going to play tonight, it's still three times higher than the body. So again, if you're having a rough time, physical pain, anxiety, can't get grounded, can't sleep, I highly suggest you look up 174 hertz on YouTube and you can find meditation music, sleep music. You can have it with different frequencies. You can have the, just find one that you like and let yourself relax to it. So our next tone tonight is going to be um, 369 hertz. This is the tone for liberation from fear.
Hopefully you're feeling your whole body and system is lightening, your mind is lighter, your emotions are lighter. This is what we mean by raising your vibration. Things feel lighter, things feel softer, things feel a bit faster, things feel more subtle. And when you're in that state of mind, you think clearly, you have better reason, you have more compassion, you have more self-love, and you also know more clearly when to act and set the boundaries you need to. So our next frequency is going to be the love vibration. This is 528 hertz. Well, I hope you're feeling very loving and light and relaxed and that a lot of inner tension in your body, your mind, and even your aura is released and relaxing. Our final note, our final tone this evening is going to be 639 hertz. And this is the tone for connecting relationships. Something I think is going to be really important during a time of uh, like times like these. There are a few more uh, of these tones on the scale if you want to research it. And um, they can go quite high. It goes all the way up to 900 and um, I think it's 920 something. Nine, no, 940, 941. Yeah, so this is 639. So we're getting even higher. And it's interesting, right? Because love is a very high vibration and 639 is going even higher. So connecting to others is a very high vibration. Intimacy is a high vibration when it's when it's you know out of love and respect so this is what i hope to bring to you for the evening my wish for everybody and so just see how and where you feel this frequency in your body this is 639 hertz i'm going to say good night right now so that you can just relax after you hear this tone i'll be back next week with another river rain show
Hello and welcome to Flow Spirit Radio on Live365.com. Tune into your flow with our music, podcasts, ghost stories, and spiritually friendly topics. We'll help you let go and flow with your life. Stay tuned. <laughs> 